BetMGM has an unreal deal for sports fans in Virginia. Turn $5 into $150 instantly when you place your first wager at BetMGM. Simply download the BetMGM app and sign up using code CHAMPION150. Then, place a $5 wager on any sport. You'll receive $150 in bonus bets, regardless of your wager's outcome. And if you think the fun stops there, the king of sportsbooks has plenty of surprises in store. Check out daily promotions, same game parlays, live bets, and so much more. Download the app in Virginia today and get $150 in bonus bets instantly from your first wager only at BetMGM. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. 21 plus only. Virginia only. New customer offer. Subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Promotional offer not available in Washington, D.C. Abgenommen bedauert. Adventures in time and space. Told in future forward before tonight's adventure in the world's future. Beginning next week, Dimension X moves to a new time on Friday evenings instead of Saturdays. In the Eastern Time Zone, it will be heard at 9 o'clock Friday's Eastern Daylight Saving Time. In other zones, please consult your local newspapers to learn the new time of the program. Now, tonight's Venture into the world of tomorrow. A most unusual story about a logic named Joe and a man named Frank. And of how he saved civilization. It was on the third day of August that Joe came off the assembly line. On the fourth, Lorene came into town. And that afternoon, I saved civilization. Marine's a blonde I was crazy about once. And Joe is a new 1940-74 model logic that I got stored away down in the cellar. And how do I save civilization? I save it by keeping Joe down in the cellar. Sometimes you are listening now Joe to a voice from the future. The voice of Frank Caldwell, head serviceman for the Logic Corporation. Makers of the machine that does everything for you. Well, nearly everything, anyway. In the year we speak of, 1974, the electronic logic sets were working so well that life was soft indeed for repairman Frank Caldwell. That is, until that fatal day of August the 3rd, when suddenly the logics began doing everything for their users and doing it too well. Hi, boss. Come on. Somebody put you through a ringer? Uh, Frank, you busy right now. No, there haven't been any service calls all day. Fine, there's a customer outside. Go take care of him, will you? Me? I'm a maintenance man. I know, but there are no salesmen around this minute. This guy wants to have our machines explained to him. Explained? Yeah. Everybody in the world knows about logic. Where's he been, on Mars? 
Just moved up from the backwoods something. Why don't you explain it? I, I don't feel too well. Yeah? You're okay about a half an hour ago. Look, you the boss here or am I? Go on out there, okay, will you? Okay, okay. Good morning. My name's Caldwell. Can I help you? Oh, uh, thank you, Mr. Caldwell. My name's Kalanovich. Uh, this is my little boy, Freddy. Hiya, Freddy. Hiya, jerk. Oh, Freddy. I liked you, didn't I? <laughs> Fine kid you got there. Freddy, how many times I got to tell you not to kick people in the shin? <laughs> Excuse me, please, Mr. Caldwell. Sure, sure, just a kid. I got yeah. a knife home. can cut you in little pieces. Freddy, we, we'd like to buy a logic, Mr. Caldwell. The gentleman we spoke to first said he had to leave in a hurry. Oh, he did, huh? Well, I understand you're not acquainted with logic, Mr. Kalanovich. Yeah, that's right. We just moved to the city. My wife, she saw that everybody else had a logic, and you know how women are. You bet, you bet. Well, you can't get along without a logic in this day and age, Mr. Kalanovich. Look it, I got a snake. Want to see Will it? You shut up that... Uh, yeah, now, about the logic. Yeah. Here, I'll plug one in here. Hey, now, see, the logic looks kind of like an old-fashioned television set, only it's got keys instead of dials. Hmm. Now, if you want to talk to a friend, yeah, you just punch the number of his logic. Huh. Like making an old-fashioned phone call. Except you not only hear him, but you see him, too, on this viewing screen here. Now, of course, that's not the important feature of these things. Oh? Now, uh, suppose you want to ask a question. A uh, question? Like, uh, what's it take for a sore throat? Or who won the American League pennant in 1911? Just turn on the logic. Then you punch the question key, and you ask. Like this. Who was the first president of the United States? George Washington. You see? I already knew that. Well, that was just a sample. Oh. Well, I got a little store. Will it keep books for me? It'll keep your books, record your contracts, serve as a filing system, and check up on what happened to your lawyer's last client. Anything. Oh, say, they're really something, these things. Ten thousand services and information sources in one. Read our advertising. Well, what I want to know, Mr. Caldwell, how do these logics work? You saw that big building across the street? Sure. Well, that's one of the relay tanks. Now, there are a dozen of them around the country, all hooked up together. And there's a data plate in one of those tanks for every fact in creation. You mean those relays know everything? If there's something they don't know, the technicians are busy making a relay play, it, play for it right now. The logic integrates the facts in the tank and gives you the answers. Hey, you. Can I ask this thing how to make dart poison? How to make what? Dart poison, like in Africa. I could shoot the darts from my pea shooter. Oh, well, maybe... I think maybe we'd better not get one of these things. Well, that's okay, Mr. Kalanovich. The logic won't tell you about no dart poison, see? But it will. I'm going to try it. Hey, how do you make dart poison? Public policy forbids this service. Ah, uh, what'd it do that for? On account of some little brat, on account of some children might ask things that ain't good for them. Listen, I don't like this here one. I want that one over there. They're all alike, kid. I want that one. If I can't have that one, I'm going to hold my breath till I'm dead. Well, I got lots of time. It's no use, Mr. Caldwell. You might as well give him the one he wants. But, kid, they're so much alike. Even I can't tell him apart. I can't, and I want Joe. Joe? Who's Joe? Oh, I guess he means the logic, Mr. Caldwell. He has to think up a name to call everything... You should hear the names he calls me. Not till I'm 21. I promise mother. Okay, so we call him Joe. But what makes you think Joe's any different from the rest? He looks different somehow. Don't be silly. Them things are all alike. The one ten thousandth of an inch. Just the same. 
game. I'll bet he'll teach me how to make thought poison. Okay, then. Come on, Joe. I'm gonna quill him, Joe. Mike, I could have wrung his neck. I could have How taken that How many cards, Charlie? I pass. I've got two. Well, what a holy terror. He had his father scared to death. Too bad that kid ain't mine. I'd show him quick enough for his boss in the family. Yeah. <laughs> holy smoke. Uh, What's the matter? Sorry, fellas. Gotta hold up the hand a minute. What? I just remember. Gotta call my wife. Oh, let her wait a minute. Yes, sure. You ever met my wife? Yeah, I did. Don't let her see the card game and she'll be down here with a hatchet. You tell me. <laughs> What's the matter with this thing? It ain't getting my heart. Announcing new and improved logic service. Your logic is now equipped to give not only consultive, but directive advice. If you want to do something and don't know how to do it, ask your logic. What do you know about that? that? Oh, yeah, it's just somebody trying to pull a gag. Yeah. Doesn't sound like a gag to me. Maybe the boss decided to add a new logic service. No. Boss knows better than to start anything like that. Why, look. The minute the system starts giving advice, some joker like you is going to be asking questions like, how can I get rid of my wife? Yeah, but you heard what the logic just nah, said. Nah, the sensor circuit will block the question. You don't believe me? Go on, try it. Okay. Anything for a laugh. Okay, logic, I got a question for you. How do I get rid of my wife? Service question. Is your wife blonde or brunette? <laughs> You guys hear that? He's a blonde. Hexacrylomidin is a constituent of green shoe polish. Take home a frozen meal containing pea soup. Color the soup with green shoe polish. This poison is fatal to blonde females only. This fact has not been brought out by human experiment, but is a product of logic's service. You cannot be convicted of murder. It's probable that you will be suspected. The saints preserve us. It's bound to be right. These things can't make a mistake. Oh, Mike, don't stand there. Turn that thing off and check the sensor circuit. Wait, we can't get to them. They're all sealed up. It's supposed to be impossible for them to go out of order. We're out of order now. And I got a feeling some awful things are going to happen. We gotta do something. The logics have gone nuts. Relax. The thing gave a goofy answer once. Maybe it was a joke. Who ever heard of a logic making a joke? Well, it was an accident. Forget it. It won't happen again. What makes you so sure people are going to be trying it? Now, look. Supposing I wanted to get rid of you, for instance. You don't? How would you collect your pay? Yeah, but supposing. I'm going to try it and see what the logic says. If you want to do something and don't know how, ask. Your logic. How do I bump off my boss? Huh? A male, bald-headed, 45. Service question. Is he fat or thin? Holy Mac, fat. Make some chocolate ice cream containing powdered charcoal in place of half the chocolate. Use Hotso brand charcoal. Hotso contains an ingredient fatal only to fat, bald-headed males. This fact is a product of logic service. You hear what I said? If this keeps up, we'll have to shut down the company. You kidding? We can't shut down the company, and you know it. Logic do all the computing, bookkeeping, filing, and recording of contracts for every business in the country. They handle all television programs, personal calls, weather forecasts, 
Employment notices. I know that. Wake up. If we shut down the logic, we go back to a civilization we've forgotten how to run. Yeah, but the point is, boss, they're now giving out information on murder. And no telling what else. Well, we'll just have to find out why and fix it. Meantime, there's nothing to worry about. Nothing to worry about? Of course not. You've asked these questions for a gag. Nobody's going to ask them seriously. What you need is a little faith in human nature. Oh, excuse me, it's probably the white. Person to person video call. Go ahead. Why, just fine, sweetheart. I just told the secretary, Cyrus, I want you to be sure and get home on time for dinner. Yeah, why? Because I've got a surprise for you. Here's your favorite dessert. Dessert? What kind? Have a little faith in human nature, huh? Oh, well, you're the head of the maintenance crew. I'll give you 24 hours to fix these logics or you're fired. Now, look what? Get I... me the police. Get me an extra maintenance crew. Get me a doctor. You. Me? Get moving. Where? Anywhere. Find out what the logics are up to. And see that you find out before the logics do. Bartender. Hey, bartender, give me a double. Coming up. What's the matter, pal? You had a bad day? Go away, will you? Oh, listen, pal, you gotta listen. I got trouble. Hey, bartender, will you get this bar fly you off me? For peace sake, I'm tired. On your way, you... No, don't say that. I got trouble. How am I gonna keep my wife from finding out I had a couple of little drinks? How am I gonna do that, huh? Look, mister, it's a hot day. I've been driving a car around in peace. Yeah. I've been trying to keep a bank president from having apoplexy on account of his logic told him how to rob his own bank. I've been tripping over a dead body so artistically croaked that nobody's ever going to find out who's done it. And all you've got on your mind is... How am I going to keep my wife from finding out I had a couple of drinks? Uh, How? Go ask the logic. Logic? My pal, that's too wonderful idea. Where's the logic? Right behind you. Here's a nickel. Oh, give me a nickel. Give me a nickel. This guy got it here. This is going to be good. Yeah, now, come on, logical pal, 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 be a nice. How does a guy keep his wife from finding out he's got a couple of oil drinks? Answer me that, how, huh? Buy a bottle of Tranine hair shampoo. It is harmless, but contains an ingredient which instantly neutralizes alcohol. One teaspoonful for each jigger you can steal. Oh, boy, I gotta buy a bottle of Tranine. I gotta buy a bottle of Oh, is that again? Supposing it's right, you'll never remember it as far as the drugstore. I think there's a bottle in the back room. Somebody left it. Oh, my pal, there's no more troubles. Show me the way to go. <laughs> Get a picture of him back there drinking that shampoo. Give me another devil. <laughs> I don't know what's worse, to be as low as you or as high as him. All right, where is he? Oh, I know he's here. Where is that mom? Huh? Who do you want, lady? My husband. I know he's here. Now, where is he? That's no good, Walt. Well, I'll show him. Thinks he can come staggering home again, does he? Well, I'll teach him. Poor guy. Oh, my dear, what a surprise to see you here. Archibald. Yes, my love. You're not sober? Well, of course, my love, I'm sober as a judge. Then what are you doing in this saloon? Well, merely conducting a little research, my dear. Research? Your suspicion wounds me deeply, my love. 
Let me tell you, my dear, that I've been conducting a research project that is going to make us a fortune. I'm about to patent Soba, the drink that makes happy homes. Crime wave in history, and we can't even make an arrest. They're all perfect crime. Well, we're doing our best to find it's out. It's not good I... enough. If you can't find out anything, shut down the company. Or the police department will. We know there's a big gang back of this. Hey, maybe you know something about it, folks. Now, look, nobody's back of it. The logic's run themselves. They pick their own circuits automatically. You mean that they're doing this all by themselves? Sure. We always thought they could do more things than we knew about. I think they're just trying to be helpful, that's all. Oh, that's all. Well, you'd, you'd better make them cut out the trick. Including this new one, this new business they're up to now. What new business? It just started an hour ago. Every time you turn on a lot, it asks you your name and then spills out the whole history of your life. Huh? I haven't heard about that. What's it do that for? You tell me. Go on, try it. Okay. What is your name? Huh. How do you like that? I'm Frank Caldwell. Frank Caldwell? Were you ever called Ducky? Oh, Ducky. Are you off, will you? Uh, what if I was? It's been years. Ducky, there is a video call for you. Hiya, Ducky. Oh, what's that? Lorraine. Ducky, darling, you're marvelous. Look at that blonde. Lorraine. Where are you? Oh, Billy, I'm in my hotel room. Say, how do you like my, uh, places? Well, I... I just got in town. Oh, Ducky, wasn't it smart of the lobby to find you? Uh, logic? Find me? I asked it how to find you, Ducky. You must have an unlisted number, darling. You're not in the director. Uh, yeah. Well, how have you been, Lorene? Uh, since I saw you last. I, uh, heard you got married. That's right. Ducky, you won't believe me, I know, but I've had four husbands. But I've never loved anybody as much as I love you. You've divorced four husbands? Uh, three. The last one died unexpectedly. Who unexpected it? He did. But the jury acquitted me, Ducky. They knew it was just a little old accident. So now I'm free again, and we've just got lots of things to talk over. But Lorraine... You come right over here, Ducky, instantly. Well, I, I, I'm working. Uh, uh, I, I'll call you back. Oh. Oh, yeah, yeah, sure. Funny. Ah, sweet. Here's a kiss. That'll just have to last till you get here, but hurry. Oh, my back. What am I going to do? Do like you were telling me a while ago. Huh? Calm yourself, ducky. Call on a logic for you, Frank, your wife. Oh, thanks, Mike. Hi, Gert. Frank, I've been trying to get you for an hour. Where have you been? Well, I've been out making calls, honey, trying to find out what ails these logic. Well, you better find out in a hurry or there's going to be trouble. That, 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 that thing told me my address, how much I owe every stone, how much you made the week. And all about the time we had that fight and I went home the month. I think that was just temporary. Well, in the meantime, it's told everyone. And she had Mr. Hudson arrested twice for non-support and once for beating her up. It'll tell anybody anything. Yeah, but I tell you, Gert. Frank, you stop me. Sure. You don't mean that. I do. If you can't figure out how to keep our private lives out of every logic in town, then I'm through. And that's it. <laughs>
men on the job or something. We gotta lick these logic. My wife's gonna leave me if we don't. You're also gonna be looking for a job if we don't. I don't care about the job, but listen. You listen. The logics are giving out information on high explosives, the fine points of murder, and legal loopholes that'll beat any charge from hijacking to high treason. Yeah, but my wife... And about six guys have thought of asking how to... Disconnect them? There's not. They weren't supposed to be disconnected. Mike, what are we going to do? I'm thinking of slitting my throat. And they were giving out all the information on everybody. My wife got the lowdown on a certain plan. I got nothing left to live for. Mom, why did you have to remind me? You got one? My only hope is I ate. Hi, Dr. Dad. Oh, uh... Love we used to be. Yeah. I was so mean to you. Dr. Dad's getting married tonight. Oh, the gosh, Lorraine, I, I, I... Right away, Doctor. Look, I got married. Oh, you poor darling, you poor darling. Doctor, well, we just have to get you out of there. No, no. Now, look, Lorraine. Darling, I'll just pull up your watch and have a little talk with her. Look, please, Nice. It's nice of you to think of me and all that. You just give I... me your dress and your logic number, darling. Yeah, I, uh, ain't that long. Oh, you just don't want to tell me. <laughs> You're biased. Never mind, darling. The logic will tell me. Hooray! Hooray! Oh, got a call, Jack. Hank, will you get away from that thing and give me a hand? Yeah, Mike, in a minute. I, I gotta call my wife. I, I gotta get out of town. Frank, I told you to help Mike. Yeah, boss, I am, I am, but I just gotta make this call. Call? What do I care about your call? The president's getting ready to close down the company and declare martial law. Now, for the love of heaven, do something. Yeah, boss, I will, I will. I just gotta make this call. Attention! To assist in solving a special problem of logic service, kindly give the following information if possible. Where does Frank Caldwell live? You got me. I'm through. Look, Gert, there is no blood. Frank Caldwell, I told you I was leaving you. Believe me later. Will you right now pack yourself up and the kids? We've got to get out of here. What is all this? Are the cops after you or something? Yeah, 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 that's it, the cop. Come on, get moving, will you? Hey, get away from that lodge. Yeah, but don't you think we ought to hear the police call? 27 and Tire 31 detailed to round up all employees of the logic company. Use caution. They are suspected of sedition. Holy smoke, that's what they were. 17, proceed to vicinity of 119 East 7th Street. Child terrorizing neighborhood. Use extreme caution. Child is armed with sea shooters. Using poison dark. That is all. Who, who's Freddy? I mean, a mean little kid. He wanted the logic that would tell him how to make dark poison. They're all alike, I kept telling him. They're all alike. What are you talking oh, about? I don't know. All I know is there was a nice world up till yesterday. Now it's like a guy named Joe come along and squashed all our mud pies for us. Looks to me more like it was a logic named Joe. Garrett, baby! Okay, honey, hold up. Poor. Maybe they aren't all alike. Where are you going? Frank, you're going to make a getaway? Baby, if you got the right inspiration, I'm going straight to the middle of this whole jamboree. Yes? Oh, I was hoping it was the police. You remember me, Mr. Kalanovich? 
Caldwell and the Logic Company. Logic Company? I wish the Logic Company was at the bottom of the ocean. I don't blame you. Now, where's your logic? In here? I'd smash it into a million pieces if I wasn't to say to what Freddie would do to me. Just get out of the way, will you? I got business with Joe. If you want to do something and don't know how, ask your logic. Oh, we're back to that real thing, huh? Well, I want to do something, all right. (laughs) Tell me, Joe. Can a logic be modified... To achieve correlations through which human brains are too limited? Yes, the microscopic things like changes in dimension not detectable even by precision gauges. They can come about only through an extremely improbable accident. What would this super logic then be able to do? Come on, you spell it. It would set up entire new combinations of electronic relays which would bypass the normal sensor block thereby enabling it to perform valuable new services, including the giving of helpful advice on any human problem. Uh-huh. Has this accident ever happened, Joe? Come on, come on! It has happened only once. In the case of the logic now owned by the Kalanovich family of 119 East 7th Street. A logic named Joe. Thanks, Joe. That's all I wanted to know. Hey, what's all this about? I'm taking this logic away, Mr. Kalanovich. I'll bring you a new one. Our troubles are all over. And you get away from Joe. Correct, and our troubles are just beginning. Oh, Freddie, put down that blowgun. Hey, shut up. Hey, you ain't to get away from that logic. Now, look, Freddie, I'm going to bring you a nice new one, see? I want that one. What I got? Mr. Caldwell, Mr. Caldwell, the police are outside. Yeah, for me and Freddie. Nice. Oh, no, say, that's funny. I can tell you. Open up, Annette. There's a cop, kid. You and me against them. So what's he going to do about it? He's smart. Now, look, we may have to fight our way out, see? Now, let me see that blowgun. I know where to hop it up to the cops on every stand. Come on, come on, give it to me. Okay, let's see what you can do. Here. All right. Here. Oh, Mr. Caldwell, you're a great man. Now, all I got to do is to pull this foot out of the wall. Right in, Sergeant. Careful, men. Careful, careful. That must be the kid. He don't look so tough to me. Well, he uh, got a little tough. Oh, there'll be no more complaints, officer. I guess I can go on where Mr. Caldwell left off. Caldwell, don't want it. This time you either answer some questions or we'll keep in the cooler till you do. I'm in jail? Oh, okay. Let's go. Hey, wait a minute. You act like you wanted to go to jail. Yeah, I do. I got a feeling it'll be safer there. What do you mean? Just put me away to a certain party, leave town. I'll confess to anything. Okay, then, Caldwell. Into, into the paddy wagon you go. You have just heard another adventure into the unknown world of the future. The world of... Dimension Next week, Dimension X joins the big parade of exciting half-hour presentations at a brand new time on Friday evenings at a different hour. In the Eastern Time Zone, you'll hear it at 9 o'clock Friday, Daylight Saving Time. In other zones, please consult your local newspaper listings to learn the new time. For that's when Dimension X will bring you one of the strangest stories ever told. Ray Bradbury's Mars is Heaven. Tonight's story on Dimension X was titled A Logic Named Joe, written by Murray Leinster and adapted for radio by Clarice A. Ross. Featured in the cast were Joseph Julian as Frank and Roger DeCoven as The Logic. Your narrator was Norman Rose.
Music by Albert Berman. Engineer, Don Alvin. Dimension X is produced by Van Woodward and directed by Edward King. Robert Warren speaking. Wheaties presents Dimension X. Adventures in time and space. Transcribed in future tense. Dimension X. On stage tonight, Dimension X. Another in the Wheaties' big parade of exciting half-hour presentations. Say, tomorrow's Saturday, you know, and maybe you don't have to show up for work. A whole swell summer day for just what you want to do. So, start off with a big holiday bowl of Wheaties at breakfast, and just see how it sparks up the morning. Wheaties are whole wheat, you know, and I don't have to tell you what good, sturdy nourishment that is. So, if you've got fish to catch, or golf to play, or maybe a hike to take, just see how Wheaties can make it all a lot more fun. You know why? Why, lady, mister, it's just because you feel good when you've had your Wheaties. Those two-fisted little whole wheat flakes are loaded with vitamins and minerals. And so are you when you've had your Wheaties. Go on, try them. Just you see how Wheaties at 7 can help at 11. When the first space rocket lands on Mars... What will we find? Will we be welcomed with open arms, or will the Martians treat us as invaders? Only one thing is certain. Someday a giant metal ship will take off from Earth to travel through the black velocities, the silent gulfs of space, to descend at last into the darkness of the upper Martian atmospheres. And on that day, man will finally know the answers. The day we first land on Mars. Now hear this, now hear this, approaching critical deceleration, fasten gravity suits, stand by the land. Mr. Lustig, what do you make of the terrain? There seems to be a heavy ground, Miss Captain. We won't be able to use our infrared lights. And we'll have to come in on radar. Wasn't that a little risky, sir, landing in the dark? I'd rather run the danger of a blind landing, Lieutenant, than come in without the cover of darkness. Remember, we don't know what kind of reception is waiting for us down there. Airspeed 500... Altitude now 4,000. Bridge to engine room. Stand by for deceleration. Engine room. Aye. Fire forward tubes one and three. Aye. Skids down. Skids check. Altitude 500. Four. 350. Three. Up a point now. All right. Let's set her down. Look out. Cut the power. Master's pipe battle stations. Aye, sir. All secured, sir. Well, we're on Mars. April 20th, 1987. 4.33, Greenwich time. Enter that in the log, Masters. Aye, sir. Well, gentlemen, it's less than two hours till dawn. As soon as it's light, we'll send out a landing party. Masters, get me an all-over hookup. All set, Captain. Now hear this. Now hear this. All right, men. The smoking lamp is lit. We're 17 men on an alien world. And it's up to us whether we ever get home again. Next few hours should tell the story. And I want instant obedience to all commands. 
I'll court-martial the first man who doesn't jump to when he's ordered. And one other thing. We may be on Mars, but this is still a United States naval vessel. Officers will conduct a personal and weapons inspection in one hour. That's all. Inspection, Captain. Now? Mr. Lustig, we've got an hour and a half to sweat out before we find out what's outside that airlock. I'd rather have a man worried about his stripes, about what's waiting outside on Mars. Landing party report to forward airlock. Captain Black, Lieutenant Hingston, Lieutenant Lustig, and Dr. Horst report immediately to forward airlock. It is now landing time, minus five. Sounds like they're paging us, Hingston. You ready, Dr. Horst? Yes. Ready as I will ever be. Come on. Let's report to the airlock. go. Where's the captain? Who knows? What difference does it make? Just want to get it over with, that's all. Has anybody uh, got a cigarette? I think you're smoking too much, Lieutenant Lustig. Are you nervous? Lay off, will you, Horst? Wondering what's hidden outside underneath that ground mist? Very unusual planet, Mars. Why? It has an atmosphere. Wonderful thing, an atmosphere. Where you find one, you find life. You mean Martians? What do you think they'll look like? Who knows? Intelligent life can take many forms. You mean they may have green skins and eyes on stalks or something? A comic book conception is possible. Or they may have developed to a point that is far beyond us. Perhaps they have a science that can produce weapons far more dangerous than our atomic missiles. You think we may have to fight our way out? After all... We are invaders. Now hear this. Landing time minus two. Landing all time. All right, minus all right. Two. We heard this. I know what I'd like to find outside that airlock. Good old Illinois. You ever been there, Lustig? Only Chicago. Well, you ought to see my hometown. Green lawns, big white houses. Sounds like my hometown. My grandmother used to have one of those iron deers on the lawn. Every Halloween, we'd paint another color. One time, we painted it black and white like a Holstein cow. <laughs> Where does your family live, Horst? I have no family. When I was a child, they were gassed to death in the Dachau concentration camp. That's tough. Oh, it has its advantages. I have no ties on Earth. Nothing to lose now. I imagine I'm the only one on board who is free to enjoy our present peculiar position. All right, Lustig. You can button it up now. Aye, sir. Now, gentlemen, in one minute we'll be the first men to set foot on Mars. Quite an honor, eh? As long as the medals are not awarded posthumously. Still uneasy, Dr. Horst? Captain Black, I've been uneasy ever since I can remember. On Earth... And on Mars. Now, 30 seconds. Give me the intercom phone, Lusty. Masters? Aye, sir. Battle stations will be manned till we return. If we're not back in two hours, I want no rescue party sent out. Blast off and save the ship, you understand? Aye, sir. All right, gentlemen. Five seconds. Four. Three. Two. One. Lustig, open the outer airlock. 
fresh air. Let's go. Hold it now. It's too dark to move fast. Quiet, isn't it? Not even a wind. You can't see anything through this ground. Quiet. We don't know what's out here. Come on. What the... Quiet, Captain. I I could swear that sounded like a rooster. I don't hear it anymore. A very unlikely sound. A rooster crowing on Mars? Singston. Aye, sir. Set that machine gun 25 yards to the flank. We'll stay here till the ground mist lifts. Aye, aye, sir. What do you make of the ground, Horst? Grass. Plain grass. You could see some large foliage there where the mists thin down. What's that? Fixton! Hold your fire, you fool! Some kind of wild animal. I hit it. I could see the tracers, but it's still standing. Come on, Horst. Doctor. Doctor, where are you? Up ahead. Admiring the wild animal. Careful, Horst. Wait for us. Don't worry, Captain. It's an iron deer. A lawn ornament. That's impossible. It's hollow. Interesting, isn't it? A whitewashed Victorian iron deer. Sitting on a lawn in the middle of Mars. I don't understand. Look around. The mist's lifting. The captain. Look there. A house, a regular old-fashioned house. On Mars. Good Lord. I haven't seen carved scrolls and gingerbread like that in years. Look at that port swing. The geraniums. There. I told you it was a rooster, Captain. Give me the glasses, Lustig. I want to take a look through that front window. There's an upright piano. Some sheet music on it. Lustig, it's beautiful Ohio. Beautiful Ohio? That can't be. Look here, Horace. Do you think that civilizations of two planets could be identical? I don't know. That specific variety of geraniums is only 50 years old on Earth. Is it logical they should develop in Mars? How about that port swing and that, that piano and beautiful Ohio? No, it's impossible. Captain Black... This looks like the town I was born in. Well, it looks like my hometown, too. I've thought of something, sir. It's the only solution. Maybe we're not the first ship to reach Mars from Earth. That's the only answer. That's impossible, Lustig. There's been space travel that couldn't be secret. Do you have any idea what ships cost, what industrial power is needed? There's got to be some logical reason. Captain, I think perhaps we might find out. A light just went on in that house. Kingston, cover that door with the machine gun. Aye, aye, sir. Come on, Horst. Ring that doorbell. There's got to be a scientific answer to all of this. There's something moving in there. Stand back, Horst. Give me a clear shot. Maybe a Martian. Can I help you? We. We, we were looking. Well, if you're selling anything, it's much too early. Uh, no, no. Wait, wait a minute. What, uh. What town is this? What do you mean? Are you sent to Stakers? No, we're strangers here. We want to know how this town got here. Is this a game? No, no, it's not a game. We're from Earth. From where? From Earth. Do you mean out of the ground? Hey, uh, are you sure you're feeling well? Madam, we came in a flying ship across space. We're from the third planet. This is this is Mars. Now do you understand? Mars! <laughs> 
You go away now, you hear? I'll call my husband from upstairs and he'll chase you now. Go on. This is Mars, isn't it? This is Green Lake, Wisconsin, in the United States of America. Bounded on the east by the Atlantic and on the west by the Pacific. Now, 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 go away. Goodbye. Pause. Do you suppose it's really possible? I've got to find out more about this. For the last time, now, go away. Pardon me, madam. What year is this? Year? Well, 1928, of course. Oh, for goodness sake. You hear that, Horst? And we know it's 1987. And we know it's Mars. Is it possible that we got fouled up, made some tremendous blunder, and circled around and landed back on Earth? In 1928? Maybe some switch in time or, or dimension. Could we have shifted somehow and gone backward in time? Horst, it won't hold water. It's not logical. We've checked every mile. We went past the moon and out into space. We're on Mars. Find out anything, Captain? No, we're going back to the ship till I figure out some logical explanation for all this. Lustig, out at point. Aye, sir. Hingston in the rear. Keep that gun at half load. Aye, sir. Horst, there's got to be some cold, logical solution. Captain. Captain. What? That house down the street. The white one with the green shutters. Lustig, what's the matter? I never thought. I never thought. Thank God. Thank God. Lustig. Lustig, come back here. He's running for that house. That crazy fool. After him, quick. Lustig, stop! Come down off of that porch! Grandma! Grandpa! Lustig, what the devil do you think you're crying? Grandma and Grandpa, it is you! Lustig, what's going on here? Albert, why, it's been so many years. How you've grown, boy. Oh, it's so good to see you. Lieutenant Lustig. Oh, oh, Captain. Uh, Grandma, I want you to meet my friend. This is Captain Black. Captain, I want you to meet my grandfolks. Howdy. <laughs> Any friends of Albert's is friends of ours. How long have <laughs> you been here, Grandma? Oh, good many years. Ever since we died. Ever since you what? Oh, yes, sir. They've been dead 30 years. What? You mean to tell me that Mars is heaven? Oh, nonsense, no. All we know is here we're alive again. And who are we to question God's infinite ways? I must agree. Going back to the ship. But, Captain, I want to talk to my grandfather. Lieutenant Lustig, I don't like any part of this. You'll come back with us. I have to club you and carry you. Yeah, but, sir, there might... Heaven only knows what they've run up against back of the ship. Dimension X will continue in just a moment. Well, now let's come back to Earth for a moment. And what's more appropriate than Wheaties and baseball? You'll see what I mean as I introduce Ed Prentice, who has a special treat for you. Carry on, Mr. Prentice. Folks, I'd like to have you meet a good friend of mine and a prominent member of a fine little organization known as the Chicago White Sox, Mr. Lucius Benjamin Affleck. Ooh, Ed, don't say it like that. Who ever heard of a ball player named Lucius? What if I went around and called you Paul Edward Prentice? Let's just make it Ed and Luke, huh? <laughs> All right, Luke. Say, hey, just how long have you been with the White Sox? Over 20 years, Ed. Golly, I played in darn near 2,500 games. Then it bat almost 9,000 times. Man, I'm from way back. Well, Luke, you don't look it. How do you keep up the pace, anyway? Well, Ed, I sleep good. I eat good. I eat mighty good. Wheat is about four mornings a week. Those little old flakes put a lot of snap, even in an old-timer like me. Must be because they're 100% Whole wheat. 
I sure like Wheaties and milk and fruit. You know, Luke, that's exactly what I hear from a lot of ball players and plenty of other people, too. No wonder they call Wheaties the breakfast of champions. Well, thanks, Luke Appling and Ed Prentice. You know, folks, you may not be a champion ball player, but Wheaties can help you feel like one. So try them. Wheaties, that is. See how Wheaties at 7 can help at 11. Horst, look at that crowd around the ship. Looks like they're being welcomed with a celebration. Celebration? They've abandoned ship. Every port is open. No guards yet. You, you, masters. Hiya, Captain. Meet my old dad. Dad, that's Captain Black, and he's not a bad guy for an officer. Of all the... Kingston! Oh, oh, what, sir? Bring that man back. Use force if you have to. Uh, I... Excuse me, sir. There's my Uncle George. Kingston! I'll be right back, Captain. Uncle George! Uncle George! What the devil Don't is going... Understand, sir. They've all found friends and relatives. They're all here. He's right, Captain. I've counted. The whole crew's out on the crop. But I gave orders. Definite orders. You don't understand, Captain. I understand oh, he... mutiny. I don't care how many relatives show up. I'll have discipline John! on... Johnny! Johnny, you old son of a gun. Edward. Edward. It's you. It, it can't be. <laughs> of course it is. Johnny, you old son of a gun. Ed. Edward. Dr. Horst. This is my, my brother, Edward. How do you do? Hello. It's... It's wonderful to see you, Edward. Look, I, 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 I've got to get back to my hey, ship. Hey, I almost forgot. Mom's waiting at home. Mom? And Dad, too. Mom? Dad are alive? Excuse me, Horace. Then you're real, Ed. <laughs> Don't I feel real? How's that, huh? <laughs> Ed. Ed. Right, we've, we've got lunch for you, Johnny. <laughs> Mom's making corn fritters. Corn? Dr. Horst, haven't you found anybody? No, Captain. I have nobody. Then you come on home with me, right, Ed? Sure, you bet. Horst, you wouldn't believe it, but it's been 35 years since I had Mom's corn fritters. By George. 35 years. And there's plenty more in the kitchen, so don't hold back, Johnny. You too, Dr. Horst. Well, Johnny, you're still in the Navy, huh? That's right, Dad. I'm in command of the ship. We're an old Navy family, Dr. Horst. All three of our boys in the service. Ed was the best pilot in the Pacific. What didn't happen, Ed? Oh, what's the difference? I'm here now. Oh, you know, it's almost perfect. All we're missing is your brother, Will. Then the whole family could be together. Well, it won't be long, Mom. Will's in charge of the XR-54. That's the next rocket coming out to Mars. Well, little Will. <laughs> when does he leave, Johnny? Takeoff's scheduled for September, but it depends on what we report. <laughs> There's no question about that now, eh? Christmas together again. That'll be something, huh? Yes, sirree. Well, this calls for a celebration. How about a little of the old dandelion wine, eh, Johnny? Now, Father, don't you go giving Johnny too much wine. Oh, he's a big boy now, Mother. Oh, well, sir, isn't everything just fine? Just fine. Gleaming on the banks of the Wabash. Oh. 
play another song. Sure. What yeah. Well, Dr. Horace, what do you think of my little family, hmm? Very nice. You know, I can't understand why you didn't find any folks here, Dr. Horace. It's just a shame. Everybody else is so happy. I never remembered my family, Mrs. Black. All I know is they were gassed at Dachau during the Second World War. When I was liberated, I was in a delirium three months. I cannot remember anything before then. The psychiatric phenomenon. That's terrible. Isn't there anything anybody can do? I don't want to remember. Oh. I haven't had a pleasant life. I prefer to be free of emotional entanglements. They interfere with a scientific approach. I'm sorry, Dr. Horst. Oh, I'll get it. Hey, that's our ring, long and three shorts. I remember that. Well, maybe we'd better call it a night. You must be getting tired, Johnny. I'd better be going back to the ship. Oh, nonsense. You stay the night. We insist. Oh, I just couldn't rest thinking of you all alone on that ship. Oh, I'd be all right. Well, good night. Oh, wait a minute, Dr. Horst. That phone message was for you. Me? Yeah, that's right. A message from Anna. Anna? I don't remember any Anna. She asked if you were better. Well, perhaps she's someone you knew at Dachau. She said she's coming over here first thing in the morning. So you'll have to stay over. Yes, Well, that but... settles it then. You stay here, Horst. You can bunk with me in my old room. Oh, but Johnny, we thought you'd like to be with Edward. So you could talk the way you used to. Well, we can't put Dr. Horst on the day bed. I think we'd better share the room tonight. There'll be plenty of time for talking, Ed. I guess so. Well, I suppose I'd better drop back to the ship. You know, Ed, security check. Well, why do you have to do that here? Well, I don't know. There's no good reason, I guess. <laughs> well, I suppose we skip it tonight. Oh, sure. Well, good night, everybody. Oh, it's good to have you home, Johnny. It's good to be home, Mom. Captain Black, are you asleep? No, no. I've just been thinking about what we were expecting. <laughs> Green-skinned Martians with eyes on stalks. All the time there was only Mom and Dad and Edward waiting. Oh, it's funny what tricks your imagination can play on you. Yeah, I guess Mars is heaven, Horst. Hmm. I've been thinking about Martians, too. Yeah. <sighs> Captain... Just suppose... Suppose there were Martians, and they saw us land. Suppose they thought of us as invaders. What would be the best weapon they could use against our atom bombs? I don't see what you're getting at. They would want to disarm us first. Hmm. To wipe out all suspicion. To make us feel at home. But suppose this house isn't real. Suppose the people are just images... Stolen from our own memories by Martians. Created for us by telepathy, hypnotism. <laughs> that's the craziest theory I ever heard. Maybe that's why there was no one for me. Because in all my life, there is no happy memory, no real love person. How about that phone call from Anna? Yes. Anna. I didn't remember who she was, but I do now. I just remembered. 
When I was freed from Dachau, sick, delirious, I raved about a wonderful, kind nurse named Anna that took care of me. There you are. It's logical. She's coming to see you tomorrow. But there was no Anna. I'd be nursed by a man. What? Anna was only a dream. And there's only one way they could have learned about her. By reading my subconscious mind. But that's impossible, Horace. Why? The whole crew was thinking of home. Suppose the Martians read our minds. Yes, but if if there are Martians... If there are... They have us separated. Each man in a different house. Sleeping. Trusting. No one at the guns. I left my pistol downstairs. Do you, do you think there's something to this horse? It's a pet who would suspect his own mother, his grandparents. How easy. Just a knife in the heart of each sleeping man. It's impossible, horseman. We've, we've got to get back to the ship. Listen. The crickets have stopped. Come on. We don't know when they change back to them. Whatever they really are. Where are you going, John? Ed, well, we we wanted to drink of water. That's all, Ed. You're not thirsty, John. You don't want to drink. You don't want to drink. His face, it's changing. And his hands, he's a Martian. Run, horse. Run. Get away, John. You can't get away. This way, horse. Horse, where are you? Ah! Hello. Hello. Can you hear me, Earth? This is Captain John Black. The XR-53 calling from Mars. I've locked myself in the ship, but they've crippled it. I, I can't take off or fire the guns, and they're coming for me now. The Martians. I'm all alone here. All the rest are dead. Hankston, Lustig, Dr. Horst. Poor Horst, he didn't even reach the door. Listen, listen, they're trying to break through the hull now. Edward and Mom and Dad and all the folks. But they're changing now. Melting and changing back into... They're Martians. Can you understand me? Martians, not men. They made us think that Mars was heaven and we fell into the trap. Can you hear me, Earth? You've got to stop the next rocket. Tell, tell my brother Will. Tell my brother Will not to come. They'll trap him too. They'll kill them all. Hello. Hello. Can you hear me, Earth? This is John Black on Mars. Hello, Earth. This is John Black on Mars. Tonight, Dimension X has presented and transcribed the Ray Bradbury story, Mars is Heaven, adapted for radio by Ernest Canoy. Featured players were Wendell Holmes as Captain Black and Peter Capel as Dr. Horst. Your narrator, Norman Rose. Music by Albert Berman, engineer Bill Chambers. Dimension X is produced by Van Woodward and directed by Edward King. Robert Warren speaking. In a moment, we'll tell you about next week's show. And now, here is your Wheaties man, Frank Martin. Folks, tonight we have a special guest for you. Here he is, Joel McRae. Hello, Frank Martin. I kind of expected to see a package of Wheaties sticking out of your pocket. What? Did I forget them? You must like Wheaties, Frank. <laughs> sure, don't you? You bet. I'm joining the big parade of Wheaties programs, you know, with Tales of the Texas Rangers come Saturday night. Well, that promises to be real entertainment, Joel. I understand these are true stories of the Texas Rangers. Absolutely. Each story is straight from the Texas Ranger files. Well, we're mighty proud to have you join us, Joel, with this new program. We'll all be listening on the same NBC station Saturday night for Joel McRae in Tales of the Texas Rangers. 
Okay, Mr. McRae. Okay, partner. Good night. Good night, Joel. And friends, be sure to listen Saturday, that's tomorrow night, to Joel McRae and his new program, Tales of the Texas Rangers. And get your Wheaties, everybody. And this is the Wheaties man, Frank Martin, inviting you again to listen tomorrow night to Joel McRae in Tales of the Texas Rangers on the Wheaties Big Parade. See you then. Next week, the story of the strangest case ever recorded in the files of the Bureau of Missing Persons. The case of The Man in the Moon. You'll hear the whole story next week when we venture once more into the unknown world of... Dimension X. This is NBC, the national broadcasting company.